What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. What's up? It's Johnny King, and I am going to do something different on this one. This is not only a Becoming Kings podcast episode, but I'm also going to just record this for the gentlemen who are in the inside circle of the brotherhood of men. And so for, for those of you that are maybe listening to this and don't know what the brotherhood of men is, it's, uh, it's an online uh, gathering if you will, of guys. And uh, these are guys that are paying essentially to, to improve, to invest in themselves, to take their lives to the next level. And it's interesting because when each guy comes in, you know, I have uh, part of their, uh, uh, I guess their very first <laughs> uh, homework assignment is to go through and look at the rules, agree to those, but then also to check a box that says, what are you most needing? Do you need support with your mental health, your physical health, your relational health, your financial health, uh, your spiritual health? And uh, oftentimes I think guys, guys come to me and what we often start talking about is, oh, I need to, I need greater results. I want to be more productive. I want to manage my time better. Excuse me. But you know what? At the end of the day, oftentimes our conversations lead to how those things or how they're showing up, how it impacts their relationship. And if they're not actually in a intimate relationship with a significant other, how they desperately want to be in one and how they have unresolved uh, things from past relationships. So this conversation, uh, this episode, if you will, this training is gonna really be focused on relationships. Now, I've talked about this before on the podcast. Uh, However, I think it's worth going back and revisiting because it's so powerful. John Gottman uh, has his, the Gottman Institute, and it's a research-based approach to relationships, as they say. Uh, There's so much good stuff in there. If you've not ever checked out the Gottman Institute, I highly, highly recommend it, gottman.com. But he and his wife for what, over maybe 30, 40 years now have been talking about the four horsemen. And four horsemen are things, behaviors that, that commonly show up in relationships. And Gottman, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to you know, mess this up a little bit, but Gottman essentially got to the point where he could look at video of people, uh, of a couple interacting for 10 minutes maybe, and he could within like 90% uh, efficiency, effectiveness, what's the word I'm thinking of, uh, be able to determine whether or not that couple was going to, to last long-term or if they were going to break up. And a big, big part of that 
was seeing how they recovered from arguments, um, how they communicated when they were in arguments. And so <clears throat> something personally that I've been focusing on over the, the many years has been how, how I can, as quickly as I can, let go of my defensiveness or my ego and say, you know what? I love this woman. I know her intent isn't to hurt me. My intent isn't to hurt her. So I'm going to go back and I'm going to apologize. Uh, but a lot of times we get our ego in play, right? Well, I'm not going to be the one to apologize. She hurt me or he hurt me and, and that sort of thing, right? And so these things obviously can show up not only in intimate relationships, but in our relationships with coworkers, family members, friends, that sort of thing. And so Gottman talked about and kind of identified these four horsemen, as he calls them, okay? So I want to talk about not only about these four horsemen, but then also how to stop them from you know, completely uh, exploding, imploding your relationship, uh, but also the antidotes for each. <clears throat> I was recently also uh, digging into a, a course that I recently bought with my, with my coach and her husband, Christine Hasler and, and Stephanos, and they were talking about this uh, pretty early in, in, the, uh, in the program. So I know it's one of those things that's, that's hugely powerful. It's, it's hard to get to the, the depth of intimacy and love and connection and presence uh, for, for men in relationships. Again, it doesn't matter if we're talking straight, gay relationships, anything in between. It's hard for us to get to that level of intimacy if we have our woundedness showing up, our hurts, our past pains, our old patterns of uh, protectiveness. It's, it's the way that we go about protecting ourselves because we get our feelings hurt. Our ego jumps in and it's just looking to, to keep us safe, so to speak. Okay. So the very first horseman that uh, John Gottman talks about and identified is criticism. Okay. So it's, it's usually when we are verbally attacking someone's personality or character, you know, like you made me feel this way or you know, you're an idiot. <laughs> you didn't take out the trash. How could you forget that? I asked you to do this thing. Why didn't you call the insurance company? You said you're going to do this. And not surprisingly, that is often met with defensiveness. Like, wait, what? Well, hold up, you know? So, you know, I, <clears throat> how could you live this way? You're such a slob, you know? So it's, it's anytime we deal with issues, challenges, problems in our relationship through harsh, blaming, hurtful expressions of judgment or disapproval, as Christine and Stephanos put it. So a lot of times, again, the focus is really more on the perceived personal flaws rather than changeable behaviors, you know, like, oh, you're such a fuck up versus like, oh, you, you just, you messed up or you said you're going to do one thing and you didn't fall through with it. Right. Um, and so <clears throat> again, very, very generically, not always, but this is oftentimes more of what women get cast as, as being naggy or, you know, being a nag criticizing all the time because women oftentimes are you know how how we how we 
work with other people is oftentimes how we work within ourselves, right? So you're going to hear this oftentimes through this, through this conversation, right? Women, and don't get me wrong, men are too, but women are oftentimes very, very critical of themselves. They're not thin enough. They're not pretty enough. They're not smart enough. They're not enough in whatever way. So that can, can leak out. It can leach out into their behaviors with, with other people, especially in an intimate relationship. So I'm going to go through the first, first of the, the, I'm going to go through the, the four horsemen first, and then I'll go to the antidotes. Okay. So like I said, oftentimes what's met with criticism is defensiveness and men, men are oftentimes more defensive than women. And what happens there is when we start to, to deflect responsibility for our own mistakes and behaviors. Okay. Or we refuse. Yeah. We've we kind of refuse feedback. We refuse to accept, you know, even if we know they're right, there's part of us that just pushes back. Okay. So we'll end up starting to make uh, excuses. We'll start to shift our, our blame back to them. Right. It's like we're a, a pit bull backed into a corner. And so as, as we're feeling, you know, defensive, then we're going to attack back out, you know? Um, and so that's, that's the second one. The third one is contempt. Contempt is a, is, is a scary one too, because it's whenever we show anger or disgust or hostility towards your partner with the intent to hurt them if that makes sense, you know, so it's like, it's like, it's coming from, um, it's coming from not just like, Oh, like, why'd you leave the kitchen a mess? It's more of one of those things. Like you always leave the kitchen a mess because you are just a slob. Like there's a deeper, like it's coming from the past, if that makes sense. So we're attacking uh, someone's sense of self with an intent to insult and abuse, right? So there's like deeper like intent to actually hurt someone, right? And so that can be really, really scary. And from what I've uh, read and researched over the years, contempt oftentimes is one of the biggest signs uh, that a relationship is on the way out. When people start treating each other and talking to each other with contempt, it's, it's a bad, bad sign because what you eventually run into is stonewalling. So stonewalling is oftentimes when you just start to, to shut down uh, and you just go silent, you withdraw, right, um, from important conversations. So my, maybe it starts with someone's, you know, criticism of you you kind of start to be defensive, you know, but then they start as, as they're not feeling heard either and they're getting more angry, then they start throwing in some contempt, like, oh, well, you always do this. And then you're like, you know what, fuck this, I'm out, you know? And stonewalling often comes as a result of just feeling uh, really overwhelmed, okay? So it's, it's our, oftentimes it's our way and men and women can do this. I've, I have certainly been in relationships where I've stonewalled <laughs> and I've been in those relationships where I have been stonewalled. Right. And it's like, I'm talking to someone and the lights on, but no one's home. Their eyes glaze over. I'm like, hello, like, are you listening to me? 
you know, and, and it's like one of those things where if I keep pushing or if I am stonewalling them and they're keep pushing me, I can just feel like the, the energy, the, the, the visceral, like body experience of like, I'm about to explode. Right. So there's, there's a lot of underlying problems there that oftentimes go unresolved and we just avoid the, the bigger problems, the bigger dis- discussions when we're stonewalling. Okay. So that again is like where people are attempting to, to preserve the peace or they're just so exhausted. They don't even have the energy to get into it. Right. So those are the four horsemen that John Gottman talks about the, the, like, again, the challenge is when, when it escalates, of course, it uh, escalates into greater showings of conflict and damage to the relationship. So over time, the, the, the behaviors of those first hor- four horsemen just may even become a normal part of the communication between, between partners, but it absolutely suffocates and stomps out any, any sense of love, right? So the, the solution to those are these antidotes, okay? And these antidotes are really just skills that you have to learn and you have to be willing to check your ego at the door because it's not going to go great the first time, right? It's not going to go probably great the second time. But over time, if you keep working on taking a deep breath and moving yourself into these antidotes versus just becoming reactive, reactionary, you will become better and better at, at, these, at these things. And the four horsemen will begin to dissipate in your relationship, okay? So when criticism comes, they suggest, the Gottman Institute suggests the gentle startup, okay? Where you deal with problems in more of a calm and gentle way. Okay. Now, again, this requires you to have a level of centeredness, self-love, patience, empathy, all of the emotional mastery that I talk about in my, my book, which by the way, is coming out in like two weeks, Becoming Kings. Um, it's really about learning to have dominion over your inner kingdom, your, your thoughts and emotions. Okay. So, Sometimes when you're feeling criticized, you can, you have to focus on the fact that there's the problems, there's a problem, but that's what they're, you know, you want to critique someone's uh, just, just the issue at hand and not the person themselves. So not to take it personally. Okay. Um, So you want to say, you know, use I statements. And you want to talk about how you feel instead of like, you made me feel this way, or you always do that. And people, of course, are going to be, def- you know, defensive when, when you come at them like that, right? Instead say, hey, I feel frustrated when, uh, when I come home after a long days of work and the kitchen is a complete mess and I'm supposed to clean it and then make dinner, right? Something like that. Um, I think the key too, as, as Gottman suggests, is to use just warm body language and tone of voice, okay? To have greater empathy, compassion, patience, just being more gentle, okay? Defensiveness, the, the second horseman. The antidote for that one is just to take responsibility, 
Now we talk a lot about this in terms of just uh, a man, you know, or a male being a man, if I can say it that way, um, is owning, owning a shit, you know, and, and that's to more or less just, just take responsibility for your behavior without blaming other people or other circumstances, you know? And so you, you have to learn to avoid taking feedback personally. That was a tough one for me at the very beginning. And the more I learn, the more I discover, I'm like, oh, you know what? That's why personal development is, is so key because the more you understand others and why we do what we do, the greater levels of empathy you can have. Because I will have conversations now where years ago, many a decade ago, I would lose my shit because I would be taking these things personally. And I felt like I was completely um, failing her. And I felt like she was letting me know that. <laughs> when in reality... She just was venting and I needed to just stand there and listen without taking personally um, and then use the feedback as an opportunity to, to improve, right? So she's giving me feedback and, and guys to feedback from men. A lot of times we can take, we can take a defensive, you know, of that as well, but we have to, to understand that it's really an opportunity for us to, to, to improve when we're calling each other into a conversation or into becoming better, becoming Kings, if you will, rather than feeling like we're being pushed away, you know? So just apologizing, showing remorse, you know, like, you know, I'm so, I'm sorry. I should not have raised my voice. That was inappropriate. Um, you know, again, I'm sorry. Not saying, well, I did this because I've had such a long day making excuses, right? Now, Number three, contempt. Um, the antidote for contempt is to share fondness and admiration. So you, you ultimately want to foster um, just a loving relationship <laughs> by respecting each other and, uh, and, and giving that uh, level of appreciation. And so Gottman talks about building a culture of appreciation. Tony Robbins talks about exchanging expectations for appreciation. So rather than expecting your partner to do a certain you know, thing or to be a certain way, instead, just appreciate them for who they are. So to remind yourself of your partner's positive qualities uh, and then to find gratitude for positive actions that they do. Uh, I believe Gottman talks about the five to one ratio where you want to have like five positive interactions with your significant other to one critique, okay? If you find yourself just constantly being, you know, criticized, nagged, or you're doing the criticizing or nagging, that's where you're going to have to challenge yourself to start to vocalize more words of affirmation, okay? Give them compliments. Um, let them know what they're doing right, um, because again, it's like training my little puppy. <laughs> if I'm constantly saying no, like they're just you know, with the energy of like, no, no, you know, they, we're, we're no different in many ways. We, we, we get defensive and we, we cower. We don't feel like we even want to take the risk of doing anything out of fear of getting reprimanded again. So positive reinforcement certainly outweighs negative reinforcement, right? 
So the, the very last one is stonewalling, right? And the, the key there, and this is something I had to kind of research a little bit more about it. The Gottman Institute says you have to use um, physiological self, self-soothing. I'm like, what? The whole idea is that when you, when you begin to stonewall and when you start to feel the energy, you're like, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm feeling myself uh, checking out. Again, this takes a level of communication, taking responsibility, maturity, right? And speaking your needs. And so if we just repress our feelings rather than actually express them, but in a healthy way, then we are ultimately going to to pop, right? The pressure is going to build and we're going to pop. So if you feel yourself stonewalling, checking out, say, you know what? If you're talking to your significant other, like, hey, babe, like I, I need, I feel myself starting to, to get extremely heated. I have a lot of energy coming up for me in this. I need 30 minutes for me to go do some other things, but we will come back and resume this conversation when I'm in a better place. And uh, Gottman talked about when, when they were uh, working with couples. And they got to a point where they were so heated that they were stonewalling each other. They would oftentimes tell the couples, you know what, let's take a break. You know, um, we need to go change some things with the camera and this and that. Why don't you guys go to separate rooms? There's some magazines in there. Just read some magazines and, uh, and come back. And they, and they found, you know, when they were right before they, they broke things up there uh, in terms of that uh, argument, People's heart rates, of course, were elevated. They were angry. They were heated. They were getting pretty, pretty ugly. After 30 minutes of sitting in another room, having a little bit of separation, reading magazines, these people will come back and have so much greater levels of empathy and saying, you know what, I'm sorry, I overreacted. And they were able to to communicate and recover so much faster. So the whole self-soothing Um, it's just the idea of taking a break, okay? Spending some time doing something that soothes you, you know, and is somewhat distracting, you know? You could go outside and go for a walk. You could sit out on the the front step and just breathe and people watch, right? Um, You could possibly just go watch some ESPN or go read, right? Go work out for a little while, whatever the case might be, whatever it is for you, you have to come up with that for yourself. But that's the whole idea of the self, self-soothing is that you want to use some relaxation techniques to calm yourself down so that you can stay present with your partner. Because I know for me, at least when I get to a point where I am stonewalling, I am, it's, it's either I'm going to continue stonewalling, which of course that helps nothing and that typically they women are really good at this. They totally sense when you're completely checked out, right? So even on the phone, they're like, are you listening? You're like, wait, what? Huh? <laughs> um, whether you're paying attention or you're actually angry and you're stonewalling. But that for me, I'm just moments away from getting extremely angry, potentially then, you know, bursting into to a fit of rage. Not, not exactly, but, but getting angry and then raising my voice, yelling, saying something I don't mean, and doing even more harm to the relationship than just asking for, you know what? 
I need some space right now. And I will come back because if you just stonewall and you walk out the door, oftentimes that triggers in the other person abandonment, you know, or lack of love or respect. And, uh, and without letting them know that you'll be back, they oftentimes will continue to pursue you, right? Which can make things even worse, okay? So you want to agree to pause the conversation. You want to go and breathe. <laughs> Deep breaths, slow down your heart rate. There's tons of other techniques that you can do to relax yourself, but then come back when you are in a better mental place. So those are the, the four horsemen from the Gottman Institute and their antidotes. And I feel like, again, these are, it, it's, it's one of those things that you can't just obviously listen to a podcast or watch a video <laughs> and think you're good because the intellect, to intellectually understand a concept is one thing to be able to actually implement it when you're in the heat of an argument or because a lot of times those types of arguments or the criticism or the defensiveness, that stuff comes out of nowhere. Maybe they've had a bad day and they bring that energy home and then you're having a great day, but then all of a sudden they hit you with it and then you get angry because you were in such a great mood and now they're, you know, stomping on your mood, right? So it's like, how do you implement these things when you're in the heat of the moment? And I agree. That's why training is so important. This is why this podcast and this video is so important to come back and listen to, to take notes and to focus on, and, and then to even bring this up with your significant other, okay? If you're not in a relationship with a significant other, then it's one of those things for you to go back and reflect upon like, oh, you know what? Yeah, I remember when I did that with that person or I experienced that with someone else. So you can learn to have greater levels of empathy and not take things personally. So nonetheless, I appreciate you uh, listening, watching, and I hope this, of, this was of value because um, these are things that I feel like I've been working on for over a decade. And although I've gotten a lot better, 100% better in many different ways, I still know I criticize, I'm extremely critical of myself. A lot of these things do come from a place of lack of self-worth, you know, within ourselves, within me, when I do it, right? Then I get defensive. I can act with contempt, right? I can stonewall. And what I found is as I continue to, to work on this stuff, the, the energy is, is being lost. So when I used to stonewall all the time and, and, you know, converse with a lot of contempt, I don't do those a lot anymore. I catch myself a long, a lot earlier in the, in the, the progressive stage, you know, uh, of like criticism and defensiveness. And then I'll say, you know what, I'm feel, I'm feel, I'm, I'm feeling somewhat attacked. I don't believe that's your intent. I know you're upset. Um, and we can work through the, the criticism in a way that's more loving, you know? So ultimately, of course, you want to be in a relationship with someone who has the emotional capacity and bandwidth to meet you where you're at. Because if you don't, <laughs> and you have someone who has no interest in evolving in, in this way of creating a more loving relationship, well, then that might be writing on the wall for itself. But as long as you do have two people who are 
really looking to do the work, or like I said, you're not in a relationship right now, but you are doing this work and you're listening to this podcast or you're watching this video, man, you're, you're one of the few guys that are willing to do this work because, and this is ultimately what's going to make the difference between, you know, success and failure in your current relationship or in the next relationship, which are wherever you find yourself right now. And I just commend you, man, because this is, this is really, really good stuff, but it's not stuff we're obviously taught typically by our fathers or by our parents or in school. This is why I'm so grateful that you're doing the work. So anyways, as always, thank you for joining me. Looking forward to uh, connecting with you on the next episode of the Becoming Kings podcast or seeing you on the next video of the Brotherhood of Men. We'll talk soon. Cheers. That's it for this one. And I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say, hey, it would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts, since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend, or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, and follow me on Instagram at Johnny King and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.